The term national treasure has been used in Japan to denote cultural properties since 1897, although the definition and the criteria have changed since the introduction of the term. The items are selected by the Ministry of Education, Culture, Sports, Science and Technology based on their quote-unquote especially high historical or artistic value. Among these national treasures are the Tenkagoken or Five Greatest Swords Under Heaven, namely Dojigiriya Setsuna, the Slayer of Shuten Doji, Onimaru, the one that encountered Ibaraki Doji, Mikazuki Munichika, known for its crescent moon patterns along its blade, Odenta Mitsuyo, the best sword forged by Denta, and lastly, Juzumaru Tsunetsugu, an important artifact of Nichiren Buddhism. Although these five swords are the most known Tenka Goken, some selections actually differ from this list. This is Stories of Saniwa, a podcast where we discuss stories and interesting facts about Nihonto or Japanese swords. I am your host, Satsuki, and before I start, I would like to clarify that I am not a Nihonto expert, but I did a lot of research for this episode. In the final installment of our Tenkagoken miniseries, we will discuss two of the swords that are sometimes included in the list of the five greatest swords of Japan in place of the other swords we have previously discussed. Kanahira of Bizen Province or present-day southeastern Okayama Prefecture was a swordsmith of the Kobizen school. His great reputation was due to one magnificent blade whose metal and edge are as clear and beautiful today as it was during the time of manufacture. The great width of the blade is probably intended to draw attention away from its length. On each side is a broad and skillfully carved grove ending in a kakinagashi, or point just below the munamachi, or the indentation between the ridge and the tang, opposite the hamachi. These grooves add identifiable quality to the blade as a whole. The signature on the outside of the blade, which is the side that faces away from the wearer's body when the tachi is long edged downwards from the belt, is in thick confident strokes. The sword was called O Kanihira or the Great Kanihira. O Kanihira and Dojigiri Yasutsuna have traditionally been regarded as the finest of all Meito. Whichever of the two is put first is really a matter of subjective taste rather than objective expertise. O Kanihira sometimes takes the lead in terms of sheer magnificence and splendor but it cannot match Dojugiri in quiet and classical elegance. Kanihira and his two contemporaries of the Kobizen school, Sukehira and Takahira are known as the Sanpira or the three Hiras of Bizen. Although historical legends and anecdotes about Okanihira are somewhat scarce, a theory that he was noticed by the shogun of Western Japan, Ikeda Terumasa, was an important aspect to this sword. O 
Okanihira is one of the swords featured in Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York's special exhibition entitled Art of the Samurai, Japanese Arms and Armor, 1156-1868. The exhibit ran between October 21, 2009 to January 10, 2010. Okanihira was featured alongside swords such as Heshikiri Hasebe, Atsushitoshiro, Nakegitsune, Daihanya Nagamitsu and Kenshin Kagemitsu among others. A PDF version of the exhibit catalog can be downloaded online with Okanihira featured on its cover and details of the sword on page 146. Presently, the sword is housed in the Tokyo National Museum and has not been put on display since its appearance in New York in 2010. Aside from Okanihira, another sword has been consistently included in the list of Tenka Goken in replacement of Onimaru, which was crafted from the same school. The sword goes by the name of Hitopuri. Ichigo Hitopuri, originally named as Okatana Yoshimitsu, is the only tachi forged by the great Awataguchi Yoshimitsu who is known for being a master of tantos or Japanese daggers. Tantos are approximately 15 to 30 centimeters in length. Ichigo served various daimyo families throughout his lifetime, initially belonging to the Asakura family until it was destroyed by Oda Nobunaga during his campaigns in 1573. From then, he came to the daimyo family of Mori. Toyotomi Hideyoshi, the second unifier of Japan, visited the Mori residence and was impressed by Ichigo the moment he caught his glimpse and insisted on requesting the sword as a present. Hideyoshi would then become the most beloved master of Ichigo. The sword is one of Hideyoshi's most prized swords being recorded in the sword list of his best collections entitled Ichi no Hako among which also includes his fellow Awataguchi school creations Namazuo and Honibami, and an Aoue Wakizashi which we have previously featured in an episode, Nikkari. During this time, he was also referred to as Tenka Hitohuri or the one true blade under all of heaven, a title worthy of his craftsmanship. Ichigo Hitofuri was originally 85.7 cm long, almost like an odachi. Odachi are usually at least 90 cm in length and because of this, they were extremely difficult to produce well. Rather than being suited for close quarters combat like an uchigatana, odachi were mostly used by cavalry as they could attack opponents without running a high risk of being pulled off the horse. However, Hideyoshi was a man of small stature and so, he requested the blade to be shortened to fit his movement and it was reduced to 68.8 cm long. As mentioned in previous episodes, such alterations commonly damage or remove the part of the tang of the blade which bears the signature, but in this case, Hideyoshi took care to protect the signature of Yoshimitsu on Ichigo. 
The fate of the Toyotomi family spiraled down after Hideyoshi died with his heir, Hideyori, who was only a toddler at the time, while several of his regents took the opportunity to seize power for themselves. Hitofuri stayed with the Toyotomi clan as they retreated to the Osaka castle when Tokugawa Ieyasu, the third unifier of Japan, sought to eliminate the final element of threat to his reign. Osaka Castle was burned down during the summer siege of Osaka in 1615 and Ichigo was engulfed in flames along with it. Ieyasu admired Ichigo and refused to let him die in the wreck of the castle, dragging his burnt body back to life by referring him with a master swordsmith by the name Yasutsugu. Ieyasu, however, was not able to get the chance to use this sword as he was advised by the priest Tenkai to avoid sending Hideyoshi's swords to Edo. Their tempering also greatly damaged the artistic value of Ichigo and made him so brittle that he was no longer useful as a battle sword. Still, the signature of Yoshimitsu survived as an important part of Ichigo's identity. Ichigo was later given to the Owari branch of the Tokugawa clan and stayed as an artistic sword until he was presented to Emperor Komei alongside an Awataguchi Tanto named Hirano Toshiro and Ugui Samaru, another Kobizen sword in 1863 and became a part of the imperial collection. Presently, Ichigo is housed in the Museum of the Imperial Collections or the Sanomaru Museum in Tokyo and is not available for public viewing. That's it for this episode. This is a very short one as historical accounts of both swords are very difficult to come by. Um, personally, I think that the reason why these two swords did not make it to the Tenkagoken list is due to the lack of legend or interesting history behind them um, as compared to the swords that I've previously featured on this miniseries that all have a rich text of legend related to them. Um, some theories also state that the two, especially Okanihira, um, were rediscovered by the experts later and by that time, um, the Tenkagoken has already been established. Um, anyway, this concludes the Tenkagoken miniseries. I hope you learned something new from it. Uh, in the next three episodes, I will again be featuring another Nihonto list. Namely, the three great spears of Japan. Yes, uh, spears are also considered as Nihonto. Uh, please watch out for that as well. Um, if you would like to support this podcast, please co- consider donating to my Ko-fi. That is ko-fi.com slash stories of Saniwa. Also, follow my Twitter that is at stories of Saniwa. Thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you in the next episode.